Okay. Hi. It's Tanya. This is Tanya for Vav Iyer. Today is sixth of Iyer. First of all, Rafushalima. All this learning is always Rafushalima for Alta Shina Bas Rachel Yosefa. First of all. So you're in the last part, Baruch Hashem, a Parak Mem Dalid. Um, not Baruch Hashem, like happy to be done, but Baruch Hashem, like it's an exciting, momentous occasion. Um, so we are, for the rest of Tanya, we are talking about love of Hashem. And we're talking about the experience of feeling, of feeling inside of our emotional experience. Ava and Yira. So what, what, is, what are we talking about? Why are, where are we coming from? Why are we talking about this at all? So just to go back a second, because when there's different people at Tanya every day, we have to repeat things. Baruch Hashem. It's good for me. Um, Tanya is based on right? The sting is very close to you. Hi, Malka. Um, the sting is very close to you and your heart in, in your speech, in your heart, that you may do it. What is this thing that's very close to you? So what the author was essentially telling us is this davar, this thing that's very close to you, is the experience, is the, is the experience of being aligned with your, the purpose of your creation, being aligned with the truth of your reality. And now, and once it's close to you, then what happens? Your speech and your emotions and your actions all become in line in, and aligned with and reactive to I said this yesterday, it makes, it's really a very clear way of saying it, it the, to the tzaddik in you instead of the rasha in you. So what's the tzaddik in you? The tzaddik, what is a tzaddik? A tzaddik is somebody who sees reality clearly. That's literally, tzaddik consciousness is I see reality. I know what is actually real, what is actually real Hashem. Rasha is the opposite. Rasha lives with ru'ah. Ru'ah is fragmentation, brokenness, shakiness. Rasha, Rasha consciousness is a person who's living life in, in, from a vantage point of this could be godly, but this is not. You know, this Hashem is here, but Hashem is not here. And Hashem is in the place that things look perfectly pristine and godly and spiritual, but not in the place where I actually need to work on something and, you know what I mean, where I have this challenge or... Like, Arusha sees the world from a, from a lens of fragmentation, of parts, of this... Everything kind of grows in its own chamber in Arusha's perspective. And a tzaddik perspective is everything is, is Hashem. Literally everything is Hashem. Which means, and literally the whole Tanya is, is what does that actually mean? If I'm going to be a Bainani, which a Bainani literally means that I choose minute by minute by minute to live with tzaddik consciousness. To heed tzaddik. Be a tzaddik. We, we promise to be a tzaddik. What does that mean? But, I'm a, but I can't. I can't be a tzaddik. But what I can do is minute by minute by minute in my life activate my tzaddik consciousness, activate the consciousness that sees reality from the perspective of Enum Avadim, the perspective of literally everything is Hashem. And then what happens in my speech, both in my speech internally, my speech externally, and last I say in my actions, which are Tara Mitzvahs, and also in my Bilvavcha, also in my emotional experience of self, and in my emotional experience of reality, in my emotional experience of Hashem, even that can be aligned with that consciousness with that truth that Alter was saying is close to us. So the la- these whole like eight nine chapters of Tanya are all about how we can bring my how I can bring and it's, I'm gonna say I because it's really like I could you could say you all you want like oh yeah you guys can do this like the Alter says you can do this like the Alter was saying that I hello that like I can activate inside of myself 
an experience of love for Hashem that is founded on the fact and on the deep knowing that quite literally Hashem is everything. <laughs> like quite literally everything and that I can actually arouse in myself an emotional experience that I could, I could live with. And yeah, I may have to activate it moment by moment because that's the life of a banani. Bless you. But Alter was saying that this is possible. So just to understand, today's the last part of Parak Mandala. Alter was summing it all up. But just understand, um, to understand today's Sanya, I'm going to explain to you just the basic gist of the four kinds of love that we've talked about until now. So we talked about, most recently, we talked about two kinds of love that are called, Alter calls them, Ava, they're, they're kind of Ava Masuteras. They're tivim, they're natural to us. And what are those kinds of love for Hashem? It's the kinds of love that when you think about the fact that A, you love your life, and Hashem is your life. So you're like, wow, I love my life, Hashem is my life. Okay, I love Hashem. And B, like a child that loves his father, we love Hashem because Hashem is our father. So those kinds of emotional experiences of love, the altar was saying, those are, you can have them, you should have them, you must have them, they're great and they're mighty and go there. But then the altar says in today's Tanya, even though technically you could spend your whole life just with those two levels of love. I love, I, I know I want to be alive. I know Hashem is my life. And so, yeah, I emotionally feel that I love Hashem. Alter is saying you could live your whole life like that. And that's, it, that's great. But Alter says today that truthfully, and he brings us back to the kinds of love that he talked about before those natural loves. And he says, really, your purpose in life is tied very tightly to actually arousing in yourself the not natural to you kinds of love. And how do we do that? He's going to say today. So, but just quickly, what are those kinds of love? So we talked about two kinds of love. We talked about Avas Elam and Avaraba. So Avaraba, Daltarva doesn't say we can have Avaraba because he already told us Avaraba is, it's really like a gift that can be given to you. I'll say, I'll say Avas Elam first and then we'll get to Avas Avaraba. So Avas Elam is, think about the word Elam. Elam is the world, right? Avas Elam is when I look at the world and I'm like, wow, the world is so full of so much, of so much. <laughs> the world is like a big world. And I look at reality and I'm like, Hashem is quite literally within every single inch of reality. Is this a natural love or not? Natural? Not natural love. You have to think about it. You don't, we don't naturally see that. We don't naturally care. We live in our, our own inner world. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. So, but that's Abbas Island. So that, that experience of Hashem, I, I see reality and I see that you are inside of reality and that fills me with this sense of like, wow, you are literally everything. All of the love that I have thus far had for reality now gets transferred to Hashem. Hi. Hi, really good morning. Um, and then the second part, the second one is Avaraba, which Alter isn't going to talk about much more in this chapter, but Avaraba is basically when you use the power of Chachma, which is the ability to look at reality, and Chachma is Chachma. So now, if Avas Eilam is when I look at reality and I say, wow, reality you're so great, you're so awesome and lovable, really you are Hashem. Avaraba is when I say reality, question mark, reality? What even is reality? There, there is no reality other than Hashem. So Avaraba is when you start with Chachma, not with, you don't start with Ilam. Ilam is starting with Helam. Ilam is starting with like, oh, things are what they are. Avaraba starts with things are only because Hashem is. And, but Avraham isn't something that we can always have. So we're not going to talk about it much today. So today the author says, 
even though a person can live their whole life with the two natural kinds of love, we must strive to have these higher kinds of love, specifically Abbas Island. So I'm reading inside because it just makes it clear. Rak Shafal Pikain. Nevertheless, and this nevertheless is in response to the author, but talking all about these natural kinds of love and how great they are and that they elevate our souls to Bria and Yetzirah and they elevate our mitzvahs there. And it's like this whole great thing happening. Nonetheless, Tzarech Litrayach. Okay, it's a very, very cool thing the was going to say. Tzarech Litrayach Basichlai Lahasig Ulahagia Gam Levachinas Avas Island. A person must strain his mind, like use your intellect and your mind to get to a point where you're understa- when to get your understanding to a point where you actually can experience avas ilam how do you get avas ilam that comes from understanding and deeply understanding the das experience of understanding that when you come here often enough on it you yeah. learn a way to sit on the chairs yeah, exactly. that they don't break <laughs> it's actually funny. <laughs> but for real though, like, <laughs> learn like how to, like you're kind of bad on the It's like a basket. It's really funny. Okay, so basically it's coming from, a, from an intellectual understanding. The author was saying that when you use your mind, because the author was saying this very short because he already ta- taught us this about the power of. Hi, Risa. <laughs> Hi, Risa. <laughs> about the power of using our mind. What does that mean to use your mind to activate Abbas Ilam? It would mean to, and if you can go back to previous chapters to really understand that medit- medit- meditating on literally Gedulah Hashem. So what is the Gedulah Hashem? Gedulah Hashem doesn't mean that Hashem is so great and I'm over here. Gedulah Hashem means that that great Hashem, first it's knowing the greatness of Hashem and then realizing that all of reality is actually the response of the greatness of Hashem. Like, and Dalton was explaining to us, like you can look at a tree and see that literally like the tree looks like the king's robes. Like you th- literally it's like splendor. And, then, and you look at the stars and the sun and how everything bows towards the west and the Shekhinah is in the west. And it's like all of reality is like this grand symphony reacting to Gedulah Hashem because Gedulah Hashem is all of reality. All of reality, that, and that's why, like, everything, like, yeah. Um, so what happens when I meditate on the fact of Hashem's greatness? When I meditate on this, I'm fanning the flame of my love for Hashem. It's a, I'm fanning the flame of this fiery love that is glowing like coals, glowing with coals. Like, and it's a flame that rises heavenwards. So just quickly, um, to, oh, another very easy way to understand this is, if, and I think I may have said this yesterday also, but to understand the difference between like a sibling's love and a marriage love. Sibling's love, it's great. And it's real. You know, like siblings, like you will love your sibling forever. And if they needed something, and if you haven't seen each other for 50 years, you would, you would go because... That's love is there. That kind of love is the natural love, like we talked about before, of I love, my, I love Hashem like my father, and I love Hashem like my life. This, think about this paragraph. You don't have that with your siblings. You know, <laughs> like, 
you have a very safe feeling of love with your siblings, but what right now the Alter Rebbe is talking about is a kind of love that if it's natural to you, it's not this kind of love because the power of this love is coming because you create it. It's a kind of love that comes through marriage. When you find somebody and you're like, this isn't natural to us, but we choose this, and, it, and that's when the eruption of, you don't have romance with your siblings. You know what I mean? It's, it's a different kind of experience. And this is the kind of emotional experience that the Altar is talking about now, is the kind of love that we have for Hashem, that literally, it's not, it's not just imagery. Like, this thing that the Altar is saying, that to fan the blaze with a fiery love, with glowing coals, and an intense fire, and a flame that rises heavenwards, <laughs> Like, it's not just poetic imagery. The altar is saying that this is an emotional experience where I feel, my chest is up, and I feel myself subsumed in, like, the greatness of Hashem. Like, I am a part of it. I am really inside of this great love story that all of creation is. Like, th- this, it's an emotional experience. It's really not imagery. Which one? This is the second one, right? This is Avas Island. This is the non-natural love for Hashem. So you're basically, like, fine, like, you're... You're like looking at yourself as a part of like Hashem's story as opposed to like Hashem fitting into your story. Well said. That's beautiful. Right? That's that's pretty much exactly what it is. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, exactly. Which is naturally every exactly like you said, everything is through the lens of self. Right. Exactly. But this is saying, no, there's a greater picture of God happening here. And that's why we already the author assumes that we already know this. That this kind of ava is based on yira. Right, it's like a subservience. The subservience, but also the, how the altar... So it's a subservience, but why are we subservient? So the altar explained, what, what is yira? Yira is the experience of deeply knowing, of having a das experience, that Hashem is literally in every inch of reality. That's why when you say that, who's somebody with yira shemai? What does it mean to have yira shemai? It means that even when I'm behind closed doors, I'm still doing a mitzvah. Because... A person with Yeres Shemayim knows that Hashem isn't only in Shul, or in a Tanya class, or when I'm Sneas, or when I'm doing the right thing. Hashem is always, and all the time, and, and literally always. That's, that's what a person with Yeres Shemayim knows. That literally there is no moment that Hashem is not. And if you think about it, and we're going to see soon, that that's why that kind of intense Yira... <laughs> that it's only from the second part. That kind of intense yira leads to that ava. That ava comes from this yira because what is this ava? This, think about it. Imagine if you had a relationship that you were trying to have this experience of fan the blaze of fiery love, glowing coals, and intense fire, and a flame that rises heavenward, and all that. But that person that you were dating or married to said to you, "But when you show up like that, I can't. I don't love you. I, I don't want you. You know, I like if you." get a big scar on your face, I won't be able to love you anymore. Conditional. Exactly. And it's conditional, meaning there could be a place. And there could be a place and a space and a moment and a, that this love won't be. That, that because you won't find me there. You won't choose me there. And right now, this love is based on the year of there is not a moment of reality that Hashem is not. And that it's not only that Hashem is not, but that Hashem is not counting my steps. That's what that era was. That Hashem is not holding me, watching me, waiting for me, looking at me, wanting me. Because I just thought of this now, like that makes us recognize that, like, instead of being, maybe this is like what it is. I just thought of this. It would be like, instead of realizing that we're part of, because when, when we come from the perspective of Abbas Olam, right, we see the world 
we see ourselves in Hashem's world, there could be a lot of humility, like, go out to the vast world, and then there's, like, me inside of this universe, right? right? So I think that to recognize, like, no, like, 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 it's telling us, like, no, like, actually, Hashem's actually in, within every single inch of his world. You know what I mean? And it's not like including including me how he sees you in this perfect <laughs> world where you belong in this world. Right. Right. It's humility, but it's also it's like the kind of humility of Moshe, exactly. Like, yeah, I'll go free the people from Egypt, fine. <laughs> like right. I'll do my yeah. mission in life. Like I'll stand up exactly. and, and and I'll I'll like I notice I know what I need. Exactly. Aligned. Aligned. Very aligned, exactly. Literally being not aligned is thinking that you're just random. Thinking that you're just like another blip in the system really and you're going to live and die. Live like, to that more, even though it's more natural as well. That's why we have to, that's why the author was right. saying we have to have this. Exactly. Well said. Okay, so this fiery flame that is rising up because exactly, you just said it so well that like, I see God's great world. I see that Hashem is in, intimately involved in Hashem's great world. And also intimately involved with me in Hashem's great world. I am a part of this cosmic love story. Then what happens? Ad shemayim rabim layuchlu lechabais fechulu inaharis laishtefuha. So this is obviously a quote from Shira Shirim. We all know it. The Rebbe's mimer and everything. And it really started with Alter Rebbe making this like a famous quote. Um, and I was thinking that we know from the Rebbe that it's not, that these mayim rabim, they can't, like the Mayim Rabbim, which are the Mayim Rabbim, the, the Rebbe says are Parnassa. It's really anything that is distracting you from your sense of alignment, from your deep knowing that I am a servant of Hashem, I am a messenger, I am a, a divine being radiating of Hashem, with Hashem's energy. Mayim Rabbim is anything that kind of distracts you from that. So it could even be, in my opinion, a, a self-talk voice of like, I'm actually not that great. Really, it's, it's anything, it's any part of your story, any part of life around you. Elder was saying that there, though, none of those waters can, can extinguish it. And I was just wondering, I was thinking about it for a while. I'm like, why? Elder was saying that the Mayim Rabin can't extinguish this love, this Avas Ilam. But we know that Avas Ilam, it's a little bit of a riddle here that I'm about to say, but Avas Ilam is created, right? We don't naturally have Avas Ilam. Avas Ilam is created. Wow. Time just went really fast. Okay. Do this quickly. But basically, Avas Ilam is created. But Mayim Rabin. We know from the Hasidists that Mayim Rabin can't extinguish our nishama that's natural to us. We don't, even if you're a pin, just your pintalayid, it can't extinguish something that's natural to you. But I was thinking that it's almost like what the Halderba is saying to us is that, like, yeah, it's true that the Mayim Rabin will never be able to extinguish a yid. But my experience, in my experience, the Tanya is all about my experience of life, how I'm engaging. And it's almost like what I feel like the altar was saying is like, if you want to live your life in a way where the Mayim Rabbim aren't going to drown you, you have to reveal this love. Why? Because the basis of this love is that Hashem is inside of every Mayim Rabbim. That there cannot be any wave of my life that Hashem is not inside of. And the paradigm shift that happens there is ginormous because now instead of saying, oh, there's a wave, let me grab Hashem or let me, let me hold Hashem so that I could, this wave can not kill me. It's like literally this wave too is, you can call it siyata, you can call it, what, this wave too is animal vade. 
This wave too is literally coming directly from Hashem and Hashem is inside of this wave. Hashem is inside of the darkness too. Hashem is inside of the struggle too. And the experience of when a person is able to do to, to look at their darkness and say, look at their waves, look at their mind problem and say like, Hashem, I know you're inside of this too. What happens is not only does it not drown me, but now it, it rises me because I now look at the darkness and I'm like, what are you here to teach me? What opportunity have you brought into my life? What ability are you granting me with through doing the work with you to gain deeper love and deeper openness towards Hashem, towards my life, towards the, towards, towards my purpose in life, towards my soul's mission here. You're here for me. You're here to rise me. But that experience comes through the Avas Ailam, which stems from the Yiras Hashem, which is the deep knowing that Hashem is everything. Literally. Do you guys see how it, it, it's... Kiesh Yisrael Umayla... Very powerful. Because there is a superiority and excellence and like greatness in this Ava Krishbeesh, which shall have us Aza, in this love burning like fiery coals, this intense flame, which is really the inner experience of like, I feel it. I, I really deeply know that there is no moment of my life that will ever be anything but Hashem. This comes through the understanding and knowledge of the greatness of Hashem. That it's greater than the other two natural loves that we talked about before. What is the advantage of, of this love? So we said already that the Mayim Rabin part. Number two, It's also another way of you can understanding it is the similarity, is the awesomeness of gold over silver that gold is literally essentially but it's essentially more worthy but it's also more shiny like literally the, and and i was for me i'm like i think i don't know i'm, I'm used to like hearing cabal soul cabal soul and to me i guess that's translated into like your experience doesn't matter you know like you're but literally what Alter was saying here is this all these chapters of tanya are, are literally saying that my experience of feeling hashem in my life does matter it does matter. And it, it matters to the extent that if I can have a shinier, like gold over silver, love for Hashem and a more experiential love for Hashem, I must do that because this actually matters. And what is, if you really want to know why it really matters, because this is the whole purpose of right? What does part of a dear betachtainim mean? Liman das as Hashem. That one may know Hashem, Hashem, the glory of Hashem and the majestic splendor of His greatness. Majestic splendor of His greatness, meaning the reality around me and the reality around me, including every inch of the reality around me. There is no inch of the reality around me that is not the majestic splendor of Hashem, and also the reality inside of me. There is no inch of me that is not the majestic splendor of Hashem. Each person according to what they're able to understand about this. In order that they may know him, that this is literally why we're here. To see all of our reality, including all of our internal reality, and see Hashem is inside of all of it. Hashem is inside of all of it. And to do that, it takes tremendous meditation, it takes tremendous contemplation, it takes tremendous learning chassidus, in my opinion. Um, but l'chaim, I think that's like, 
that's what we're saying. It's why we're here. So if you don't feel it all the time, it's okay. But to not give up, this is for Bainanin. This is for us. Elder was saying, don't give up on having that experience of, I feel my place in life. I feel and I know, like that fire rising upwards in my chest. I am so deeply sure that Hashem and me are in this dance together and that like I am really not random and that no part of my life is a mistake. Like any, you can add affirmation to affirmations, any affirmation that's lying on the foundation of literally Eina Mavadeh, Hashem is actually here and Hashem is love. So... Bye-bye.